Welcome to Voices of Santa Clara. Having a good idea doesn't get you done. And if we'd hit those, there would have been an explosion. We would have died, obviously. Scholarship should cultivate the virtues. Worry more about, am I searching for what I should be doing next in the world? Hey everyone, I'm Gavin Cosgrave, your host. Thanks for listening to Voices of Santa Clara. I'm recording this on Sunday, October 27th, which is a special day in the Voices of Santa Clara tradition. It's actually the two-year anniversary of publishing the first podcast episode back in 2017 with physics professor Phil Keston. So I'm uh, excited that we've come this far and yeah, just excited for what the future holds. Today's guest is Andrew Jezek. He's a senior civil engineering major and the director of KSCU, which is Santa Clara's radio station. And you can listen to that at 103.3 FM in the Santa Clara area. I just learned this checking out their website, but KSU started in 1948, and it was called KVSC, which stood for the Campus, with a K, uh, Voice of Santa Clara. The Campus, Voice of Santa Clara. No way. It's like they were predicting a podcast like 70 years ahead of time. But uh, KSCU is a platform where students can uh, DJ and host talk shows, and there's a whole range of stuff that they do as an organization that you'll hear about soon. And uh, their offices and recording studios live in downstairs Benson, uh, the same place as the Santa Clara newspaper where I work. Um, Yeah, so in this conversation, Andrew and I talk a little bit about KSCU as an organization and the type of uh, events they do and the the goals that they have moving forward. But then we also get into the uh, general direction of the music industry and some, some trends that we see with Spotify and streaming and live music. And that was a fascinating conversation to have with Andrew as well. So I think you'll enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening. Happy two year anniversary and have a great week. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Well, Andrew Jezik, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Yeah. So can you maybe just introduce uh, kind of who you are, what your role is, and what KSCU is? Yeah, um, like you said, I'm Andrew Jezik. I am the general manager for KSCU this academic year. Here at KSCU, our primary role is just getting people to come on air and be a DJ. Uh, it's it's as simple as plugging in an aux cord to a laptop. doesn't take much, and uh, it's a really, really fun and a kind of cathartic way to relax from the week and, and just be in a space that loves music and you can tell that it's it's tangible and um, and yeah, we like to just extend the campus love for music a little more to uh, our students. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I was just uh, learning in our conversation before about all the different things that KSCU does, like about the reviewing music and the events and kind of the direction mm-hmm. you're you're moving this year. So could you maybe touch on some of that for people? Like what is KSCU besides the, the main radio station? Right. So, um, yeah, like we were talking before, I think uh, when it comes to music on campus and um, kind of an extracurricular music feel, uh, I think it kind of falls to us. Um, at KSCU to make that platform for um, music appreciation and for music 
love. And essentially, I think what we want to do here is just make a platform for kids who um, who really love and seek out music or play music to showcase their talents and showcase their love for it. And some of the things that we're rolling out this year, um, we have Forge Garden sessions that are coming up on Thursday. We have um, one of our student bands, uh, the other band, playing on Tuesday at Father O'Brien's inauguration event. Um, and we're hoping to schedule a lot more live, like open mic feels, um, just for kids to, of all different ages, talents, and um, abilities to come out and just sing in front of a live audience. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, like like you've performed before, Gavin, and, and I've done it a handful of times, it's something that everyone, if you're capable of, should do. Mm-hmm. Because doing it to scare yourself once in a while is it helps us grow you know it's mm-hmm. it's something that i think is really important um but yeah giving kids uh, a platform essentially and in this room we're hoping to get um kind of a tiny desk situation set up to where we can record uh record live talent in mm-hmm. in the basement of benson so a lot of a lot of live music is coming from our um background but also rolling out more um production classes as well and doing doing that kind of thing yeah yeah totally what are all these uh piles of mail in this yeah so all the mail in here um stockpiled from the summer Uh uh it's all music from promoters so Mm -hmm. music promoters that Say you're an up-and-coming band or artist and you want to get found. Mm -hmm. You would go through a promoter for them to cast a wide net of your music. And we just happen to be in that net that is cast. Mm -hmm. Um, So we receive um, a number of... A, a number. It's it's a lot of mail um, that three of our people on staff sift through. Um, they're called music directors, and what they'll do is every week they will come up with a top thirty playlist and send it back to the promoters, um, just kind of as a screening for them and for them to know kind of what the popular opinion of the music that they've been sending out is, um, and then. Also, our DJs review CDs um, to keep up their credits to be able to have a show. And so they help us out there as well, reviewing okay. CDs. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And how did you first get get started with KSU? Last year, I was the webmaster. Okay. So I handled all of the internet and website stuff. It really sh- gave me time to become a part of the station and see the capabilities that it could have. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, this could really, really, really take off. And I think it has. It's been around since 1953, actually, the station. It used to be in the basement of Swig. Mm -hmm. And the broadcasting tower is still on the top of Swig. Um, And it just has has a lot of history, and it's done a lot of really cool things on campus. And I think Mm -hmm. just adding to that history would be... Was was something that I wanted to do coming into senior year, so I went mm. for the GM position, and I got it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. On a maybe like a more meta level, I feel mm-hmm. like with you know with Spotify and all kinds of new music technologies or even social platforms in a way like that that's really changing how we definitely share music right Right. Both on like instagram stories (laughs) or in other in other ways like what what direction do you see like the music 
culture and sharing going or are there any other like totally. cool like platforms or ways to share music that you've come across yeah i think years? that's an interesting thing coming from like a radio perspective because yeah. when we were growing up i mean you listen to the radio you know yeah. you're driving in the car and your mom turned it to you know her favorite uh, radio show <laughs> and i think because of that culture of the radio us as like smaller kids knew a very select amount of songs and we were like that's the radio song like we have this kind of baseline foundation of radio songs that travels through all of us mm -hmm. and now as we see more of like the spotify the streaming um platforms come to be that foundational knowledge for kids of younger age that were growing up don't really have that foundational between all of them they don't share that same set of songs i think it's great number one that we have this ability to share artists that may not be known just by the radio and they may just you know produce on soundcloud and they may just come out with like one ep on spotify or something like that and i think it's great for discovery reasons but i also think that it's kind of driving our musical tastes in a lot of different tangents, mm -hmm. which um, like now there's there's so many different kind of genres that you can come up with, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I think there's a lot of different kinds of music and it's a lot easier to discover. But I think that that foundational, we all love this kind of music, maybe lost a little bit. Yeah, yeah, because that's one of the things that the the internet does right as you mm -hmm. go from from everyone you know reading the new york times right. or your local newspaper or watching the same three channels on tv to right. everyone being able to have these really niche communities <laughs> exactly. and, and interests right and that's what it's the same thing for music yeah 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 so i i can totally see how you know like there's still a, maybe a top 40 or whatever yeah. playlist right but people can have such like large sub tiny sub communities because right. of because of the internet yeah exactly well, it's just interesting yeah. too i mean i think the like the streaming services when it came out if i remember correctly it was around like our freshman year of high school or going into high school so it's relatively super new mm -hmm. and it's just taken the world by storm because of ease of access because i think it's just a lot easier to see and experience music from that those kinds of platforms and for better or for worse we're here you know mm -hmm. it's it's really cool to see though i think um from a discovery standpoint the amount of music that you can sift through in a day has mm -hmm. changed drastically mm -hmm. and you know it's kind of up to you to to discover and 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 find new stuff which is really cool right like i remember paying what, you pay 99 or 129 right. for a song on on iTunes right. or whatever. Right, yeah, exactly. And now, you know, I just, like, delete all that off my phone to save space. Right? Sure, yeah, <laughs> right. And it's, it's, uh, and it's like, I know I love this song. I'm buying this song for sure. It's not like, oh, I'm going to listen to this song and maybe add it to my playlist, you know? Right. So you can just, you can really get through a lot of music if you wanted to in a day um, mm -hmm. with these streaming platforms. But I think... Um, touching on another SoundCloud as a streaming platform, mm. I think it's awesome. I mean, giving kids and producers the opportunity to just put their stuff out there and um, give them a sense of entitlement on that is is really, really, really cool. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's changed music 100% and music culture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And a similar... 
a similar note is that like it used to be music used to be all live right and then yeah there and then there was the radio and people all listened to the radio right and then there was kind of that shared uh maybe base of popular artists that you mm-hmm. were talking about but another I feel like another consequence of the um, of the ease of accessing music and having all these niche communities is almost like a resurgence in live music, right? Yeah. So, what, so what do you think the relationship is between like, on one hand, you could never go to a live event because everything's available, right? But then mm. that's not. I feel like live events are even becoming maybe more popular in a way. It's I think fun. there is definitely, like you say, a resurgence of live mm. music. Definitely, um, you see more bands not in the studio making an album in the reserved space, but you see them possibly making an album on the road and, and doing a ton of tours. I think the touring is really, really in right now. Mm-hmm. People want to see live music as much as I've seen. Like going back to what I said before, it's just a tangible feel. You know, mm-hmm. it's when you go and see a live artist visually and create what you hear um, through a streaming service or through an album or whatever, it's special. I mean, it becomes really, really special. You feel like you share in that moment with them. You're sharing in their creation, um, which is amazing. I mean, it's it's a it's a feeling that is kind of indescribable when it's a band that you've loved for a long time, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also a good way to discover bands. I mean, you have openers for larger bands, and it's like, wow, you know these openers sometimes and sometimes not are selected by the headliners Mm -hmm. and it's like wow you know there's some really really good music out there and uh but yeah i think there is definitely a resurgence of live music and a a want for it Mm -hmm. Uh, we were talking last night um on the radio with uh charlie stevenson and his and uh the other band actually and we were talking about how live music has kind of shifted from like a, a rock and roll rock star vibe into kind of more of a production or um, a hip hop kind of platform mm. where you see these big arenas and um, big music festival headliners are mm. sometimes one guy that goes up there dressed in all black and just presses play. And it's mm. an unbelievable, it's just they're playing for 500,000 people. Mm. And um, I think. There was some talk about, you know, just how our concept of a rock star has changed Hmm. um, and how, you know, maybe rap gods are the new rock stars. Hmm. But um, and just kind of how we see live music changing more and more and more. And I think it's it's interesting to see like what is drawing the popularity right now. Hmm. And um, especially from like a producers and DJ side of things. But rock and roll's never gonna die. Hmm. It's never gonna die. Yeah. How is the the modern rock star changing? And maybe maybe this is related or not. But with with social media and these mm-hmm. like celebrities having maybe more influence, I feel like the you know the lines between music and like politics or culture start yeah. to to blur. Yeah. Also with the social media platforms, I think it's, it's all about that too. Now, you know, if you want to get your name out there and stuff, you're, you're posting every day, you know, you're doing as much as you can to promote yourself on that platform. And a lot of people look for it. A lot of people look towards that as, um, a a way to see artists and, um, Mm -hmm. but from like a live perspective, it's just, it's interesting to see how few, instrument bands 
go as headliners now at music festivals, mm. I want to say. Like, a lot of that stuff is is produced and or produced beforehand and it's not made for you live in front of you mm. um and that that's a very big generalization as well but i just you kind of see it now as um you know just big stars that are headlining stuff or hip-hop rap artists or mm. uh djs like mm. like kaigo was the big mm. one at um outside lands and mm-hmm. and stuff like that so mm-hmm. it's interesting to see it head down that direction it's definitely changed um mm-hmm. from you know our parents generation and what they mm-hmm. saw as live music but like we said with all the different avenues of music live music with instruments is never gonna die i mm-hmm. I, I really firmly believe that mm-hmm. yeah yeah well on i love the point you made a little earlier on like j- just how special it is to see an artist yeah. creating live music in front of you. I was at a concert Saturday in San Francisco with this band called the band Camino. Um, yeah. and it was, it was just like really, really cool both to see them. Uh, they've like grown a ton in the last year and they were so almost like starstruck and grateful to be in this bigger venue in San Francisco. Right. right? Yeah. But it, like, there's no, there's no way to put even like a, a dollar value on the first of all the experience of being there right but yeah. then there's something special about having you know whether it's 500 or 5000 other yeah. other people who are all all connecting over this this music and like even if like you said they're not the artist isn't creating that music live in front of you you're still like experiencing it with other people which in some ways like you don't have to the artist barely has to talk or make anything personal right and you don't have to talk to anyone else but then suddenly you you feel connected so that's like one of the cool parts i feel like of live music too is the that shared community of we've we've experienced this together guys this is amazing yeah i agree i agree you go around after the show high-fiving people you've never seen before Mm -hmm. and it's because of how a band or an artist controls the room yeah totally so we're both seniors now it's been the first couple weeks of our last year do do you have any either uh, goals or ways you want to be intentional about spending time or for the it could could involve ksu or or not but yeah like how is it how has it kind of felt coming back for senior year and like it's, I don't know. It's it's crazy how, it is how quickly crazy. the time moves. <laughs> it is crazy. Yeah, it's already week three. Um, it's been a blur so far. It really has. And like I said before, you know, just getting adjusted to the school schedule again is taking me a little time. So mm. um, I feel like my feet have just been taken out from under me, and I'm just on this water slide down senior year. But it's gonna be fun. I think it'll be really, really good time. Some goals for you is just. I'm definitely going to miss the place, but I think I'm going to miss the people more and um, getting around to seeing everyone. You never know when it's the last time you're going to see someone, mm. I guess, is something it's sad to think about. Wow, that that's depressing. But uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, just being able to see everyone, you know, and and cherish a really good memory or a good night with them. Mm-hmm. Um possibly for the last time yeah. is something that I really am striving for. And then um, with KSCU, a big goal. I really want to get this tiny desk thing done. Yeah. I think it'd be, I think it'd just be really, really cool to get people in here and, and record themselves. Right. Yeah. Cause then they could, they could have a recording, right. And be yeah. like, I made this could, could yeah. post it. I just and, think it'd yeah. be really, really cool. And there's, you can't see it, but there's couches in this room and 
just have like a smaller audience in here and have a really intimate performance, I think mm. would just be, I think it'd be to knock your socks off. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I'm really excited about that. I've wanted to do that for a long time. So hopefully yeah. it comes to fruition. But yeah, definitely. I'd love to come. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a totally open door policy. So yeah, we have, we have a music meeting tonight if you want to come back. Oh, cool. cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd love to wrap up with a couple shorter questions sure, I yeah. like to ask people. So, so first of all, um, as a, as a senior, seeing a new class of kids coming into Santa Clara, what piece of advice would you give to a first year student at? I think this has probably always been said before, but do something to scare yourself. Do something to uh, to make yourself uncomfortable, you know, because when you're at your most vulnerable, you're the most you. Hmm. And uh, if that means walking into a club meeting that, you know, no one at, um, you're being vulnerable. You know, you're you're literally giving yourself like, I need to meet people. I need to do something mm-hmm. here. Um, but just be vulnerable, you know, and people love authenticity and it shows, you know. So I say be authentic, be true to yourself and just be vulnerable and do stuff that scares you sometimes. Yeah, it'll pay off. Do you have any favorite uh, place that you've traveled to? Ooh. Yes. Uh, actually, last year, after fall finals, three buddies and I went to New Zealand um, and uh, lived the van life for 10 days <laughs> wow. and just traveled the whole country. And none of us uh, studied abroad. So that was like our study abroad supplemental. And uh, oh, it was absolutely gorgeous. Could not recommend going there more. It was it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Mm. It was every single kind of landscape mm. in a small country that you could ever imagine. Mm. I mean, it was really, really, really cool. So and the van life is great. I will admit that's the way to do it. If you go there, mm-hmm. it's it's rent, rent a car and have the bed in the back of the car because you're knocking mm. two birds with one stone right there. So and relatively inexpensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you could send a piece of <clears throat> advice or give give a message to everyone in the United States, what would you want to say? Oh, that's a good question. I think just feeling more love in our hearts and being able to see people's different backgrounds is something that the United States really lacks right now, mm. is the empathy towards other people's backgrounds. And um, showing the love for our neighbors is something that we really need. That's a, got me off guard, man. That's a good question. But something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I don't have it in a very concise. Language. No, that was I'll great. Have to. And finally, what does an yeah. ideal Saturday look like for you? It's an ideal Saturday. Ooh. An ideal Saturday for me is being somewhere in the mountains, mm-hmm. doing um, doing an activity. So if that's skiing or if that is hiking or climbing, but being somewhere where I don't have to check my phone the whole day and... Uh, and I'm breathing the freshest air possible and just seeing something beautiful is uh, it's my ideal Saturday, I would say. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining me. For yeah, this thank you very much, I Gavin. Appreciate, I appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts and now on Spotify so that you don't miss an episode. Check out the website at VoicesOfSantaClara.com for some shortened transcripts. And you can like the Facebook page and follow on Twitter. I'll see you next time.